First question, yes. I've noticed that some lay practitioners come to the meditation hall, both the black robe and the brown sash, others wear only the black robe first, and after the seated, seated sign of meditation is finished, do they put on the brown sash? What is the correct procedure? In meditation, we don't need to put on the sash. The sash is only for reading sutra, prostration to the Buddha, and in some ceremonies. But when you are walking, circumambulating, you don't need to put on the sash. When you're eating, you need to put on the sash. But when you are meditating, you don't need to put on the sash. Especially when you are swinging your arms, it's not, it's not convenient. So you don't, the reason why we put it on later is because we are coming to eat in here, so we put on the sash. You don't need to put on the black rope but it's always advisable to do that uh, because it, uh, it, it, looks, it looks that you have a uniform. It looks that you are tidy and neat. Uh, if everybody were wearing different costumes, it, it, they don't look good. And uh, especially in the summertime. I, I have seen, I have seen uh, ladies uh, with bikinis coming into, into the hall. <laughs> Finally, if they tell you that it's, it's too low. I mean, I'm sorry. The cut is too low. You, uh, we, can't, we can't stand it. <laughs> So, there are people like that, shorts, they wear shorts to come to a meditation hall. So we have to have a uniform, it's better that way. Okay, so what is the correct procedure? The correct procedure is, when you're meditating, you just need the rope, and if you don't have the rope, it's okay. But remember, don't wear perfume, cologne, when you come to meditation. Don't come to the meditation after jogging for five miles. Because we don't want to enjoy the, the frequency of your sweat. Because if the, the guy was sitting next to you, well, you've just finished the jogging, and you don't know how much sweat you have produced and how much frequency you have produced. So it's not good. So uh, take a bath first before you come. Don't wear perfume, don't wear cologne. And uh, remember, when you, the, the shampoo that you use, we don't, please do not use shampoo with pungence frequency. And uh, we always occasionally have that happen, particularly for newcomers. Uh, the shampoo is too much for us. Uh, it's a mixture of stuff. Coconut sometimes. Um, oh, oh, lots of them. Anyway. All right, next questions. Listening to Dharma talk over the lunch is very good. You mean the Dharma talk on the TV, I guess, right? Would you please continue doing that? Thank you very much for all the Dharma discourses. Okay, we'll put, continue to put it on. But other than Diamond Sutra, we also have the, the Eight Realizations. Do we have the Eight Realizations on, on DVD? We, have, we also have. And how many we have so far? The Eight Realizations, the Diamond Sutra. We haven't got the Heart Sutra yet. We should, we should produce more. Is there, any, is there many sacred texts to study Buddhism? And is there a specific creed to follow? Texts, I mean, you mean books, literature uh, of Buddhism? 
tons and billions, immeasurable. If you're talking, um, regardless of the boundaries of languages, um, for example, in the Chinese Buddhist uh, bibliography, if you live up to 100 years old, probably you cannot read all the literature once. The billions and billions, thousands and thousands of volumes over the 2,000 years. So in the Chinese language, it's a plentiful a resource library. And since about 150 years ago, many of these were translated into English too. And, and, and many of these were also translated from Sanskrit. So even there is more and more of an accumulation of the English language Buddhist texts now. Many of them, maybe hundreds of them, you get into, you get into Google. You can, you can find a lot of these Buddhist texts. texts. Um, many of them. Yeah? As a matter of fact, the oldest physically printed document in the world is the Diamond Sutra. Is it? Oh, yes. Yeah, the oldest, yeah, the oldest print is in the, in the, in the Sung Dynasty. The, the Diamond Sutra is the oldest, almost the first scripture to be printed by the Chinese. And another question leads to, to what I'm trying to say. Why the Chinese have the most? How come the Chinese have the most literature, the most resourceful? Because 2,500 years, 2,550 years ago, something like that, or 2,600 years ago, after the historical Buddha passed away, then they started to have conventions and, and compile the Buddhist teaching. And then it spread first to Roman Italy. But Roman Italy didn't receive it, so it spread east to Afghanistan, Middle, Middle, uh, Middle East countries, uh, Iraq, Iran, and then it goes to China. So a lot of Indian monks, 2000, more than 2,000 years ago, traveled to China carrying all this Buddhist teaching to China. And when they landed in China, when we were walking, they, 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 they arrived at China, they started to learn the Chinese language. Some of them spent about five, six years and they mastered the Chinese language. And they tr started to translate the Indian language, the Sanskrit, into Chinese. Those are the Indian monks, or monks from Iraq, Iran. For example, um, Kumarajiva. Kumarajiva is from Iraq. He's a prince. He's a philosopher from Iraq. He could speak six, seven languages. And he came to China, he studied for a few years, he mastered the Chinese language, and he started to set up translation academy. So all these foreign monks came to China and they learned the language for a few years, five, six years, they master it, and they become the chief editor, translating into the Chinese language. You set up translation academy. And there's also the Chinese monks who travel to India, brought back all the sutras, and, trans and set up translation academies. A translation, a translation academy could make up of more than 800 translators. 
So that's why over these centuries of time, a lot of these books were translated. So they have the most resourceful library. But since 1,500 years ago, more and more translations were in English now, in many other different languages. So, so many of them, almost every university has a faculty of Buddhism these days. Almost every. UBC used to have one of the best faculty of Buddhism in Canada because of the budget restraint. They, I think they dissolved it now. They don't have any more. They used to have uh, Hearst, Professor Hearst, who, who specialized in the, the Lotus Sutra. They Hervis, Hervis, and they have uh, Aid, Professor Aida. They have um, oh, lots of them. No more now because of the budget, eh? They still have it. My neighbor is a professor of uh, Buddhist Asian studies. Oh, they, 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 they have Professor Chen, but Professor Chen left already. Yes, they have, but I don't think they can call themselves a faculty now. Maybe they have a few members. Yeah. So, um, but in the States, the, the faculty is really growing. They even have a Sanskrit faculty. So, it's growing and growing. Is there a specific, specific creed to follow? I think by creed, you mean a specific belief with certain defined procedures and, and, and ceremonies you have to go through. Yes, there is some procedures and ceremonies, but then if those are just superficial practices. If you really practice well, you may not need this, this, the, the ceremonies and the, and the procedures. You may not even need language. It's beyond language. Zen is beyond language. What is the ultimate goal of meditation? The ultimate goal of meditation is to know your own mind. It's to study your own mind. Do you know your own mind? Or let's put it this way. The ultimate goal of, of meditation is first to understand yourself. Do you know yourself? Can you control yourself? Can you control your own mind? It's about the, mind, the study of the mind, let's put it this way. The study of the mind. Is it important? What is more important than your own mind? Meditation is not to, to, to work at it and get blessings from Buddha, to work at it and get good health, to work at it and give you, and give you intelligence only. No. There's a lot more in meditation. It's about you, about yourself.